went really hard about the Grammys in a way. Um, man, you kind of you drag the Grammys in the mud when you talk about um, you have a few Grammys, but you feel like you had to sell your soul to get them. And um, you didn't know if you wanted it for, for the recognition or the trophies, but yeah. there was the difference, you know. And that Grammys pretty much suck the blood of artists and nominate them, have them come to the shows. and Which they do. They that do what? it every fucking year, yeah. And I, I, I got, I'm just tired of seeing it. And for whatever reason, it's like they're always pitching this hint that you might win album of the year, which is a used to be a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sat at home this year for the Grammys and watched Jay and Kendrick not get it. And I felt like one of them should have got it. I felt like Joyner Lucas should have won a Grammy for I'm Not Racist. Yeah. Absolutely should have won a fucking Grammy. Every year we, we, we went, it was, I would be up for album of the year and then the winner is Nora Jones. Who? And I, I don't, I'm not even trying to say anything bad about her music. I just, at that point, I had never heard of her. Yeah. And none of my friends did either. You know what I'm saying? So we were like, okay, whatever. And then Steely Dan. Okay, I know who Steely Dan is. I know Steely Dan back in the day. You know what I'm saying? But more than the Marshall Mathers LP impact, like, okay, fine. I watched 50. Same shit. 50 did not win Best New Artist at the Grammys. There was nothing bigger than 50. Nothing bigger. And nobody, nobody since maybe like Snoop came out the gate Mm -hmm. like that. My first album didn't do it. I never saw someone's first album and the, the wave happen like he had. And then he doesn't get it. And then I get up there another year. And what was it, the Eminem show? And it was like, whatever. I'm fine if I lose to fucking Kanye or someone that I'm like, okay, I respect that. I know who that is. And Kanye has a huge following and he's made a massive impact on music. Fine, I'm good with that. But don't fucking get us all here to use your selling point for your fucking show and stiff everybody every single fucking time. And I said, after that point in time, I was like, don't ever ask me to fucking come here again. Please do not ask me. My answer is no for a hundred million years. Never again will I fucking go to the grave. Well, well, now, you know, I know the Jimmy Jam and, and, and some of the members of the board, they are reaching out, Just Blaze and different folks are, are now trying to make it better would you ever consider you know joining the board and maybe you have a vote in it first of all that vote is fake as fuck that's not a real vote that's not a real vote they give it to who, who they want to give it to they give it to their darlings the fucking oh this got critical acclaim but it sold two records like i it ain't about always what you sell i get that vanilla ice i understand you know what i'm saying like but there comes a point where when an overwhelming something comes along that has this wave and impact on music and you give it to fucking Lada fucking Dottie. Who? Lada Dottie. Sound like Lada Dottie. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, man, I, I don't know who won over Kendrick and Jay. Bruno Mars. Mars is fucking incredible. Bruno Mars is great. But I remember Beyonce didn't win for the album lemonade yeah and yeah <laughs> i was like what the hell you know 
Welcome to the Mind of Manson podcast, where all the bullshit goes away, where we kick ass every single Monday. Follow me on this journey as I take you deep inside my fucked up thoughts, my smart ass mind, my big mouth, my thoughts on life and the world. Listen to us with new episodes every Monday on Spotify, Apple, all the Apple shit, all the Spotify shit, all the Stitcher shit. I'm sorry guys, I'm fucking blasted again. I know it, I know it. You guys are like, fuck, he's at it again. What did he take this time? What did he fucking take this time? Don't worry. It's just marijuana. A lot of it. The strong stuff. You know me, guys. Has to be the strong stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Strong stuff. Yeah. Strong stuff. Nothing but. What about it? What about it? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another, to another. Fuck, I got caught in the some a bitch, some 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 of a bitch. Damn. How's everybody doing? We doing good? We chilling? We doing good? You listening? Yeah, you. What's up, fucker? How you guys doing? I'm doing good. You guys doing good? I'm doing good. Hell yeah. Another day, another dollar, another episode of the Mind of Manson podcast. You know how the... I gotta quit cussing. I gotta quit cussing. You know what I mean? It's just... I just cuss way too fucking much sometimes and it's beginning to be a lot of fucking bullshit. I mean, son of a bitch, I just need to quit. But I just don't have the fucking time. Plus, I'm not a quitter. So you kids out there... Never quit, never give up, never fucking surrender, and, um, yeah, don't trust the cops, pretty much, no, I'm kidding, I'm, I'm kidding, guys, I could already feel the wrath, and the hate, all the hate ski coming through, and we don't need that, we don't need that in our life, well, maybe you do, but I don't. I got too much cool shit going on to put up with your bullshit junkie. The exit door is that away. That away. That away. That away. Holla out my face. The hell out my face. The next time that that it's New Year's. Don't, don't do this. Don't just pop off stray bullets in the air because they could come down. Or there's a chance they'll come down on a pedophile. That would be fucking cool. If he's in Alamosa County, he could just get registered and live across the street from a school or, or a park. Then a stray bullet would come down at midnight and just kill him. Oh. I was doing better. 
I was calling in and checking in every Tuesday and Thursday. Hey, this is Pedro de Pacas. I'm just calling to check in on the stupid answering machine. I remember those days. What's up, everybody? We've all been there. Don't fucking judge me. That was a long time ago. I got caught mouth like a motherfucker. I forgot what it's called, but I'm dabbing on some like citrusy pineapple shit. And then it's just the good stuff. The good stuff. You know what I mean? It's the good stuff. It has to be. It always has to be. I'd be sad if I had to resort to like out of state shit that's not medical or rec. You know what I mean? I'd be like, ah, oh. oh, man, I'm good. I'm not gonna smoke that shit. That's poop weed. Poop weed. Poop weed. We don't have that in Colorado. We're spoiled as fuck. Had somebody tell me, no, don't get mad, Marks. Don't get mad at me, you Marks. Somebody told me that Colorado bud is stronger than California bud because of the altitude that it's grown in. Don't know if it's true or not. Don't know which one's better. They're both bomb as fuck. They're both fucking amazing. I just thought I'd throw that out there. If you guys have an opinion, feel free to leave it on any of the social medias. I guess I should plug them, right? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a metal fork. I'm going to dip it in water. And plug it into the socket. Because that's how I feel every time I got to promote my social medias. Follow me. Follow me down. Follow me down. The fucking dark alleyway. I'll stab you and take your fucking wallet in your purse and your rental car and they'll find your bodies behind the alley of the Freemason Lodge in Alamosa and your rental car at the drive-in in Mata Vista. You guys are both be conscious. That's just where they'll find you. Naked with no fucking wallet. Your rental car will be at the drive-in in Mata Vista and all of a sudden your credit cards are getting ran at a gas station in in fucking Raton, New Mexico and getting checked in at a hotel a fucking Hampton Inn in Memphis, Tennessee You'll find out that there's like $1,200 worth of winter coats that were bought at a Dick's Sporting Goods outdoor store, ski, whatever that thing is. And then the next thing you know, your bank account will be drained as fuck. Nothing, nothing drained in your bank account. 
And then next thing you know, you'll see me on fucking TV blowing the fuck up because I had more funds for a music video. Yup. That's my plan. I just told on myself like that fucking, what's his name? The murder on my mind, kid. Just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be 10 years younger, guys, and just start telling on myself in my music. It was me there in a stop sign. It was me there in a stop sign. It was me there in a stop sign and I didn't mean to, officer. It was all me, it was all me. What's another good one? Yeah, I stole less than a hundred dollars worth from the grocery store. Stole a hundred dollars worth of food from the grocery store. Or Stole a pack of frajos from first stop. Stole a pack of frajos from first stop. Yeah. See? That'll get you signed. 360 deal. Like son of a bitch. There's that fucking snapping again. Son of a bitch. You guys hear it? Fucking asshole's back. He needs to get out of here. I forgot what makes him leave. Spick. You get your fucking spick. Get out of here, you spick. See, you just, you just gotta call a snapping a spick and he'll disappear. Gotta get racist sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding, never get racist, guys. If you guys get racist, I'll kick your guys' ass. That's not fucking cool. If you see somebody getting racist, you tell them, hey, you gotta point at him. Point at him with two fingers, though. Two finger point. Hey, fuck you, you racist asshole. That's what you gotta say. Make the world a better place. Just like the mixture of THC and the CBD, it makes the world a better place. How the fuck did we barely find out the Amazon rainforest is burning, but we found out Cardi B fucking did something stupid? How the fuck did we find out Taylor Swift has a new song and barely finding out some important shit? What's well, because Taylor Song's new shit is important shit. No, I'm just kidding. Poe Taylor. Poe Taylor. La cabrona. At least I got my master's. No, I don't have a master's degree. I'm not Luchasaurus. I am not Luchasaurus. I have my master's as in, in my music. Uh, some dumbass is going to be like, oh, he has a master's in music. Let's just leave it at that. Yes, I have a master's in music because I'm that smart. You got it, culero? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the 15-minute mark, it's just customary to take a hit. It's a 92% cartridge, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and germs. You fuckers need to start carrying Germex in your pocket. Cause you never know, you know. Some sick little fuck might have touched the buttons at the ATM and there you are fucking touching the buttons, scratching your nose, rubbing your eye, waiting for your cash to come out. Next thing you know, you got pink eye and shit. You need to start carrying Germex, motherfuckers. Or what's another one? What's another one? Um, uh, 
What's another good reason for Germex? That I can say without getting in trouble or incriminated or discriminated or dehydrated. If you get dehydrated, that's not good. You gotta drink Pedialyte, Gatorade, 7-Up, water, Jello. I just saved your life if you ever have the squirt skis. Once that Mexican combination plate hits you, boy, or that Taco Hell. Or that McDevils or that Murder King. Or that Dairy Queer hits your gut and just bubbles. And it sounds like me hitting a bong. It's over. It's over. I was at work, right? And this lady asked the dude I work with if we had anything that would take care of her cold. And he tells her to eat. She was like, I think her license says she was from Texas or Alabama or Vermont or some shit. And he straight up told her, eat some green chili. Go to a restaurant here and find a Mexican restaurant and eat some green chili. She looked at him like he was fucking stupid. And we looked at each other like, yeah, it'll work, trust us. She looked at us like we were fucking dumb. So you dumb bitch. I hope you still have your cold, puta. Should've went and got some green chili. It would've took care of your shit. It wouldn't have helped your shitty attitude, but it would've took care of your shit. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. I got a new torch. Mother one finally gave out. Piece of shit. Oh yeah, it's a piece of shit. I had it for like two months. I think. Yeah, it's about two months. Yeah, it's not bad. So yeah, I'm excited about that. This one's better. Why are you excited for a new torch? What do you do? It's for lighting the spoons, you son of a bitch. What do you think it's for? You light the spoon, and then you burn somebody on the cheek with it. You don't do drugs. Only people that have fucking body odor do drugs. People that stink and still do drugs. Rich, famous athletes do drugs. Famous actors do drugs. Teachers do drugs. Drug counselors do drugs. The whole world does drugs. But BTE is drug free, and that's the way to be. Does marijuana count? marijuana count according to the police it's a controlled substance 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 Subs, sub, subsidiary label 
Is marijuana a subsidiary label to cocaine? Cocaine? Is marijuana a subsidiary label to, I don't know, it's a gateway drug, according to, according to every teacher that taught in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, it's a gateway drug. That's tight, though. Like, I see people I know my age, like, being school teachers and shit, and I'm like, that's tight, but at the same time, I'm like, how in the fuck are you a teacher? I I mean, that's cold, but... Yeah. (laughs) How the fuck are you a teacher? I remember one time you cussed out the teacher. We had a teacher in seventh grade. His name was Mr. Faggotsworth. <laughs> and he had a lazy eye. He had a like a lazy eye ski. And uh you couldn't tell if the motherfucker was looking at you or not. Cause he'd have to look at you with like his head <laughs> his head tilted. <laughs> For those who know, no. He'd look at you with his head tilted. So it'd be hard to like take him serious because it looked like he he was looking right at you, but it looked like he wasn't looking at you. <laughs> and one of our homies, one of our buddies from back in the day, was arguing with him in class over something. And he, out of nowhere, our buddy just goes, oh, "Yeah, well, I'll knock your fucking eyes straight," and the whole class just got silent. He goes. Get the fuck out of my class. Go to the office. Well, that motherfucker, we never saw him again for like another three months. That was fucking hilarious. Knock your fucking eyes straight. Fucking. I better quit talking shit about Alamosa School and the Alamosa music scene. And Alamosa's stance on recreational medical marijuana. The Alamosa Police Department. The Alamosa Housing Authority. The local restaurants in Alamosa. I'm just a bitter old bastard. Do you understand? Do you understand? I'm just a bitter old bastard. I'm, I'm the back in my day guy. My shit was better. I better quit talking shit about my my commun- com- community. Is that the right word? Community. Community. Diplomatic community. Better quit talking shit about my hometown. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's very bad. It fucking sucks. Did you know the whole hometown could probably fit in Red Rocks? That's pretty cool. It's a good to know. That's good to know. That's good to know. One year for Stampede, Josh Turner came out and 5,000 people went. That means half the fucking valley went. That's a little fun fact for you. For your bitch ass. While you're listening to this. At work. On the go. At home. In the gym. On the way to probation. On the way back from probation. On the way to the dispensary. On the way to the liquor store, wherever you're listening to this, 
shout out to you. Thank you guys very much. Thank you guys. Thank you. No, thank you. No. You don't have to thank me. It's all... Guys, I know it's all because of me. And all success, all kidding aside, I know it's all because of me. I did it. Without your fucking help. It's all me. Oh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. You guys excited that football's back on, even though it's preseason? I'm excited. Because this is cool. It's just something to watch besides the same old bullshit. Because ain't nothing on on Sundays. I don't watch Monday Night Football because I watch Monday Night Raw instead. But yeah, football's always good. It's always kick-ass. You know what else is kick-ass? Edibles. Edibles kicked my ass for like the past week. I had some edibles. It threw me off my diet. It threw me off keto. But it was worth it. Because it was an experience. Your Uncle Manson went on a trip, guys. He went on a trip. It was fun. And when he came back, he just couldn't look at himself in the mirror anymore and decided to fucking get a haircut and shit. <laughs> nah, but for real, I I've been tripping hard on edibles lately. It's been good. It's been good. Been having the best night's sleep ever. Like, like tripping balls, fucking freaking out right before you pass out type of shit and then sleeping like a baby, waking up in the same position. It's either a good night's sleep or a fucking visitors. We're not gonna get into that. We're not gonna get into that. This podcast is about murder and murder stories. We're not gonna get into visitors. We've discussed this. We, y'all remember the paper cut under my pee hole. I mean, un, uh, yep, under my pee hole. Had that paper cut that one time at the Zach Brown concert at Coors Field while crowd surfing during colder weather during the harmony part. I kicked that lesbian in the back of the head. She ended up fucking fighting me, remember? I didn't want to hit her back, so I ended up tapping out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just realized while I've been recording this for 27 minutes, I've been leaning to the left all hardcore with my head, <clears throat> with my head tilted. Just sitting here recording this podcast, trying to psych myself up. Trying to psych myself up so I could tell you guys these murder stories. Because. Because I've been tripping lately. Y'all. Like a motherfucker. And when I say I've been tripping on edibles lately. I don't mean like I've been having like fucking psychedelic trips. And I've been tripping out. No. I have a pretty high tolerance for the THC ski. So what I mean by that is just 
Because I've just been sleeping good. <laughs> That's what that means. Take it at night. About 30 minutes before bed. And bada boom, realest guy in the room. Hell yeah, it's not like I'm having psychedelic fucking Native American visions and shit. Telling me to go on a quest to Mount Blanker to find fucking Zapata's gold and shit. That's not gonna happen. Unless I take mushrooms. And I don't have any desire to take mushrooms. I only took mushrooms once in my life. And that was enough for me. I was tripping balls that time. I think I was like 15 or 16 years old. We ended up throwing a mushroom party. There was like fucking 12 of us and we all tripped mushrooms at the same time and drank a bunch of orange juice with it. And then at the end we had some left over so we decided to try smoking it. We put some in a joint and we put some on a bowl and I saw my homie melt. He asked me to get up. He asked me to go help him with something. He was sitting across the room from me. And you know like when you sit like when you're sitting, you're, I was sitting back and the room just started spinning. And the room was like turquoise with like a yellow light bulb. So it was like bright turquoise and it was just like, it was just, it was just bad. It felt like the walls were closing in and like getting smaller and smaller. And he's like, come help me with something. So I bent down and I put my hands on my knees to like pick myself up from the chair or the couch or whatever I was sitting on. <laughs> and as soon as my hands hit my knees, my fucking hands and knees melted in like orange, like liquid Kool-Aid orange, but like a mixture of candle wax. And I looked up and my buddy sitting across the room, his face just melted into candle wax and just kept dripping and he started dripping and I looked like and everybody around the room started just dripping and I closed my eyes and I leaned back and it felt like my head kept going back and back and like I was gonna lose it so I just like held my head and I was just holding my head and they were like the fuck's wrong with you why are you holding your head and I was like Cause it's gonna fucking fall off so and then afterwards we tried getting some fresh air we ended up drinking some more orange juice and they said I was changing colors I'd go from Hispanic brown to fucking white white back to brown back brown back to white brown back to white so yeah I'm good on mushroom guys fuck that shit I'm good on it no thank you I'm good I'm good only other time I tripped that hard is when I ate a fucking what is it called like a 420 bar I don't know I th it's fucking high milligram of THC and I had that shit before Mayhem Fest with Rob Zombie and Corn way back in the day and they said I was changing colors back then too good old changing color Manson good old changing color Manson I don't even want to know what would happen if I tried that bullshit now. Fuck that. It'd be like Hal on Malcolm in the Middle when he quits his job. Just barricade myself in a garage with fucking Mountain Dew and Hot Pockets. And just paint a canvas. 
until I create my masterpiece. Until it just falls on me when I'm rolling around in paint naked. It's going to be my life story, ladies and gentlemen. This music don't work out, that's what I'm going to do. I'll just end up taking taking on part-time part-time fucking work as a painter. You know? Painting uh you know Painting pictures of Pancho Villa on the side of Mexican restaurants and shit, and murals, you know, in Taos, do it in Taos, you know, I'll put one of the Virgin Mary up outside, the restaurant in Taos, you know, I could airbrush John Wayne outside the New Mexico, I mean the, the casino in, uh, what is it, the OK? Okay, Casino. Yo, speaking of okay, fucking St. Chris. Shout out St. Chris, crazy bastard. Anyway, uh, we were at the okay Casino a long time ago. And we were young. Well, we weren't young. We were like 17, 18. And we were just walking around the casino trying not to get thrown out. Because this fucking, this was so fucking dope. Ended up in the elevator with this lady, this older lady, like this biker-looking fucking freckle-tit-sagging biker-titty fucking bitch. And anyway, she invited us into the room, and they gave us beer, and that was, and then that was it. And we got a free beer for the night. That was dope. Just a random beer. If you're gonna go, take your ass up the highway and go to Buffalo Thunder. It's much better way much better this lady won a fucking this was back in the day so this was 2016 it, it was uh, it was like April 2016 and this lady won a 2017 Camaro worth like 70 grand she won that shit in like one of the drawings they had at the casino fucking Buffalo Thunder like where they have the drawings like at midnight or two in the morning spinning the wheel or some shit anyway this old fucking cabrona won and she won the whole fucking car but there's a catch there's always a catch fuckers she couldn't afford the taxes on the car so since she couldn't afford taxes on the car you know what the casino did for her they gave this lady, I think, like, $8,000 in, um, like, casino credit gambling. Like, they gave her eight, eight grand to gamble on casino credit. And, um, like, another, like, two free nights in the suite, in, in a suite. So, it wasn't that bad. But still. So, I bet that's the same thing as, like, it's like price is right and shit. You know what I mean? It's gotta be. I'd say it's gotta be. You just want a new car. 
Emilio Manson, you just won a 2020 Toyota Prius. Well, fuck, now, now, now your Uncle Manson can't afford... Now, now he can't afford a... We can't afford the Toyota Prius, guys. We can't afford the damn Toyota Prius. That's what this shit sounds like. Motherfucker. Oh yeah. I imagine that's how the harmony track goes. You know what I'm saying? You know, I imagine that's how that bullshit goes. You know what I mean? He knows what I mean. She knows what I mean. The whole, whole fucking people around the world know what I mean. I mean, we're all in this together, right, guys? We're all on the team. You know? We win more... We win more games than Adam State, you know. We we gonna win this game. Adam State ain't won since 1975. We're gonna win this. We're in this together because we gotta stick together. Because I'm about to tell you guys the most 20 fucked up, gruesome murder stories of all time. Y'all ready? I need to take a hit, guys, because we're probably going to get pretty fucking dark. It's going to get dark. Yeah, that's right. We're going there, fuckers. We're going there. What? What? I ain't no bitch. Are you a bitch? I ain't no bitch. Fucking fight me. Fight me, fucker. Fight me for that parking space right now. What's your lame-ass Prius and your vegan stick? Fight me, bitch. fucking figure four leg lock you I just hope you don't reverse it because then it reverses the pressure and then it will hurt me <sighs> I, gotta, I gotta psych myself up because we're going there fuckers these are 20 most fucked up gruesome horror stories according to some random website that I found while I was tripping myself out earlier Number 20, Tammy Lynn, only a few months old, sweet little girl had her life stolen before she was even able to walk. To the daughter of Mary Beth Tinney, 
Tammy Lynn was found unconscious in her crib. Blood coming out of her mouth was the case of a murdered child, a child murderer sneaking through the window. You might be surprised to hear the answer is no. The murderer isn't the first one under Mary Beth Tinning's belt either. She birthed or adopted nine children by the time she was bringing Tammy Lynn home. All those children had died before they had gotten out of infancy. Most people thought that she was a great mother with a stroke of bad luck. SIDS, Sudden Infant Death Syndrome, was more prevalent during this time of these murders and few people at the hospital batted an eye diagnosed nine babies with SIDS as the cause of death. When officials started looking at the stats, through she came clean and admitted she was murdering them why apparently condolences and sympathy were more important than the life of her babies she poisoned them by pulling the dead baby card the boy we are happy we are caught on she was planning on killing her husband too for more sympathy points what a fucking bitch what a fucking bitch Fucking Tammy Lynn, you cabrona. You fucking bitch. You fucking bitch. You fucking bitch. You fucking bitch. I bet some buff dyke shoved a shampoo bottle up her in prison. Fucking bitch. 19. The Coons family. What is this family? If you thought a mother killing her babies wasn't bad enough, motherfucker, wait until you read about this group from a tiny town from less than a thousand people. Probably from here in the San Luis Valley. The Coons family. They owned a plot of land with a couple of trailers and a house where the most extended family lived, about 20 members, nine children, four babies, seven roosters, five dogs, nine roosters, nine piglets. No, not cops. Cops didn't live with them fuckers. Quit thinking that way. Nine pi- it, it said none of that. Back to the story. <sighs> Back to the story. Back to the story. Where the extended family lived. The twist. Their extended family is also their immediate family. An incontinuous group. The mother's brother was the father of the son. All of the decor house were inappropriate images involving the family fucking gross if that wasn't bad enough the murdered folks were described as elderly siblings probably defenses defenseless and definitely too old to run they were discovered by the nephew who lived in a trailer on the property he also discovered that his mother was missing she recently bought a gun that matches the bullets used to execute them exactly execution style the worst part is that wasn't just three family members who were murdered the mother who murdered them was murdered too karma will get you no matter what that is fucking gross that is fucking gross
That's my sister wife. That's my sister wife, boy. Yeah, but that's my mom. Yeah, well, that's my aunt, too, and I'm gonna fuck her. What the fuck do you mean? You're gonna fuck Aunt Reba McIntyre? Is... Isn't mom gonna be mad if you fuck Aunt Reba McIntyre, dad? Mom's gonna be mad at you. What did you call her, boy? Don't you ever call her mom. That's your wife. I don't know how that fucking shit works. And I don't care how to know that shit works. I'm just saying. Gross. Georgia Lyon... No, I'm kidding. Georgia Jane Cruz. Georgia Jane Cruz? People try to be helpful in many ways... But trampling over evidence is painful for everyone involved. This is what happened in the case of Georgia Jane Cruz. A young preteen girl from a town of nine of I mean uh, a young girl from a town of three nine seven. Wow, what what a name of a town. Hey, where are you from? Three nine seven. So I start saying, where are you from? Seven one nine. Seven one nine three oh three. Well, how's that song go? Two eight one four four oh. Hit Mike Jones up on the low. Mike Jones about to blow. She's a preteen girl from a town of, of three nine seven. With the way her parents tell it, the entire family came out to help. Unfortunately, help was more like stampeding. There were no clues left for police to track. She was missing for a while, and one day a phone call was made. This phone call was never traced and was taunting the police and the parents with the knowledge that their precious little girl was dead. The hunt ensued again, but this time it was pointless. Her body was found behind two was found two counties over behind a shopping mall in a slightly wooded area. It was almost thoroughly decomposed. She was recognized by a bone oddity she had in her foot. She normally wore a delicate gold cross that had been replaced with an ugly, chunky, homemade silver one. The weirdest part of the story, no one had seen the strangers outside, in town, or after her disappearance. This was likely an inside job, but the people couldn't figure out which one of the town member could have done it. Which one of you, which one of you done it? Which, which one of you, which one of you done it? I know one of you fuckers done it. One of you, one of you fuckers done it. That's all I'm saying. I just gotta know which one of you fuckers done it. Grace Packer. It's always touching when we hear about families taking children through fostering or adoption. But what happens when the family isn't actually fit for keeping children? <clears throat> oh, I just cleared my throat. That didn't mean anything. That just cleared my nose. That don't mean anything. That's not. That's not cocaine use. Fuck you. What happens when the family isn't exactly fit for keeping children? This is the case of Grace Packer, who was murdered when she was just 14. Grace and her younger brother were adopted by Sarah Packer and boyfriend Jacob Sullivan. Sarah Packer was an adoption supervisor for their county. 
which would make you think she's the most fit to be adopting a young girl learning a disability and her younger brother. Unfortunately, Sarah didn't have the patience to work with Grace and tried to abuse her into being normal. How the hell do you do that? Like, that's, like you're going to go to hell for that shit. The other children in the house would watch Grace get more and more abused. And finally, Jacob said, enough. We didn't mean to stop. He didn't mean... He, that didn't mean he stopped the abuse. Oh, no. He and Sarah acted out on assault and murder fantasy using Grace, who was left in the attic to die. When she was found alive, still alive the next day, Sarah strangled her. Luckily, both of them were caught and found guilty. The kids were taken to another safe home. Told you we were going there. Now I have to take another hit. But yeah, didn't I tell you we were going there today, guys? I told you. Lawrence Singleton, number 16. Not the name of the victim, but the name of the perpetrator. He's sick. A sick, sick man who wore... Damn, that shit tastes good as fuck. He's a sick man who... Swore that he would eventually kill his victim, who actually managed to survive all the terrible things he did to her. While he was jailed for his initial crime, he was released just a few years after. After a second killing, put him to death. <coughs> put him... <coughs> Damn, the fucking words are getting all blurry now after that last hit, guys. Wow. A second killing, putting him on death row where he eventually ended up dying. What was near a murder experience was the light that only gave him an eight-year sentence. Taking a 15-year-old girl off the highway, assaulting her, cutting her forearms off with a hatchet. What the fuck? Then throwing her off a cliff. Yes, she survived. Still managed to climb back up. That's some gangster shit. Climb back up onto the street, begging for help. Eventually finding someone who was willing to take her to the hospital. Maybe it's not quite a murder case, but definitely attempting a horrific one at that. Ugh. That's some gangster shit. Like, Cut me with my, cut my forearms off with a hatchet, motherfucker. I still climbed to the top. What? 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 Gregory something. There's something so sad about kids who get killed. We tried to keep the murder of, uh... We try to keep the number of children murders to a minimum, but it was different. There's something about how sweet and innocent they are that make murderers flock to them, like the crow. The crow was an anonymous man who threatened the uh, Vileman family with revenge. What was the revenge the crow seeked? It turns out death. Widely regarded that the crow stole Gregory the Vileman's four-year-old son and killed him. He was found in the Valone, which is a river in France. His hands and feet were bound. He had a hat pulled over his face, which made people think it was a revenge kidnapping, not a serial killer striking against a victim. While the crow was never found, members of uh, the extended family often thought 
as uh, some of the suspect. Who knows? It could have been one. It could have been. It could have been one of them that murdered that little boy. Damn. Marianne Holmes. Never getting into really horrific murders, guys. At least that's what it says anyway. Better not let me down. Just like everything in life. Better not let me down. No, what? Huh? No, just kidding. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy. Check on your friends, guys. <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. Um, what does a mother of two fear most? It might be her children being kidnapped. It might also be what happened to Marianne Holmes. A cute family living in the house together. Marianne and her two daughters were happy. One day a man broke in and murdered Marianne, but didn't just kill her. Oh no, he was a monster. He tied her up, all three of them, cut them, under clothes off, the four-year-old, left the 18-month-year-old, bound crying, and then assaulted Marianne for hours in front of her children too, which is possibly the worst part. It's not like she had the capacity to escape. She was handcuffed in a fatal position and killed with blunt force trauma to the head. Her four-year-old daughter escaped, ran across the street, and a neighbor helped the, na helped the naked and tied-up girl call the cops and calm down. Damn. Richard Trench and Chase. Just sidebar, sidebar on this. I'm watching, uh, what am I watching? Northwoods Law is what's on TV in the background on mute. And this fucking ranger just had his fucking speed gun out. And he just clocked a fucking a snowmobile. Man. Tough day at the office, huh? Gotta clock snowmobiles. Anyway, back to the story. We promise we haven't included too many general serial killers on the list. Richard Trenton Chase is an, is an exception because it's just too weird. As far as serial killers go, his count is smaller than most. He only got six killings under his belt before he was caught. What the fuck? Like, that's, that's small? Well, it's only got six killings this year. What the fuck? However, it was six killings in one month. Wow. Now he's way past his limit. I think in the state of Colorado, you're allowed like uh, three an hour, maybe, on the 22nd of the fourth month of the 11th year, on the 19th date of the 17th hour of the 13th month of the 14th year. That's usually when that shit goes down. But anyway, he was caught. And he was trying to murder an entire family at once. We, we would believe that this could count as a rampage. Through no official word on whether that's an appropriate definition or not. Why was he killing? Was it revenge? Like the crow, it wasn't death for the sake of death. No, it was much more. Uh, practical, he considered himself a vampire. He drank the blood of his victims for a pleasurable substance. He was a cannibal, a necrophiliac who started with small animals and worked his way up to human victims. Like, is that like white belt to black belt? Like, like, like a bunny is your first class? 
Is, is like your first sacrifice fuck fuck class is a bunny and then you go to, to what what's next uh, uh, probably like a sheep or a cow and then you work your way up to goat and you fuck a goat and then after that you Get your black belt and get a dead person, I guess. Eh. I told you we were going there. We shouldn't have went there. We should have turned left at Albuquerque, guys. We should have turned left at Albuquerque a long time ago. I know, right? This is a fucked up podcast. This one, isn't it, guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where did I leave off? <laughs> it was much more practical. He considered himself a vampire all the way up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it says he committed uh, jail- suicide in his jail cell. Good for him. Good for him. Because if you do that shit to people and animals and, and bunnies and... What else did I say? Cows and goats. You deserve that shit. Deserve to die, motherfucker. Huh? What? Adam Walsh. Remember our article about missing and murdering children? Adam Walsh was one of the ones featured on that motherfucking list. But when we bring him back for this one too, depending on your stints, justice has been served, motherfuckers. There's only one if you believe. Oh, this tool with a murderer throw. I'm just kidding. I'm trying to wrap this whole fucking paragraph. That's tight, huh? I should do that. While the signs were the same as many of the Otis tool murders, some debate whether or not they were actually the killer Adam had gone missing with no leads as to what happened it wasn't until weeks later that he uh, um, later that a severed head was found for the match of the description of Adam the head was found in a drainage canal in Florida the sweet kid had turned 10 before his life was taken from him the worst part Otis O'Toole or Tool, Timmy O'Toole or whatever this fool's name is, did confess, reenacted, recanted his his confession because the evidence had disappeared. There's nothing to say whether or not he's the culprit. Damn. Fucking Florida. The Yosemite Park National Killings. Who doesn't love a good old-fashioned family vacation? Well, everyone except Carrie Stainer, whose family was more than a little messed up. His brother died at 24 after spending his childhood being held hostage by a child molester for seven years. This is probably the thing that pushed Stainer off the edge where he decided to murder a group of strangers in Yosemite National Park. The victims were Carol's son, her daughter Julie, and other Argentinian exchange student. Silviana Polasano, Cabrano, Cubano, Marijuana. All strong, smart women. 
They were tricked by him pulling, posing as a maintenance man for the cabin at the park. He strangled Carol first after tying the girls to the bed. After ensuring the mother was out of the way, he physically tortured two and forced them to perform disgusting acts on each other. When they wouldn't cooperate with him, he killed them. He covered up, his cover-up was elaborate, and it wasn't until he murdered the fourth person. Later on, he was caught and charged with the murder of these three innocent women. Good, good, get that motherfucker. Good, 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 Sarah Saracoit. Man, are you ever confused when we say women? I'm scared to tell them. Or no, or man, have you ever? <laughs> man, are you ever confused when, when we, I, when women say I'm scared to tell him no, or I don't feel safe rejecting him? It's because of situations like this. Sarah was falling out of love with her boyfriend, Raul. This is just a red flag right there with the name Raul. Raul, Gustavo, or Mateo. Those are red flag names. Anyway, she tried to break up with him. Raul got so angry with her that he ended up beating her, stabbing her, disemboweling her, and leaving her with a knife in her head while she was still breathing. Instead of realizing what he'd done and calling for help, all he did was clean five knives, call his family, and whine until someone came and helped him. Luckily, the family had more sense than he did, and no one... And no one came to help the dispose of Sarah. Instead, Raul's father managed to get him to the police and tell him what happened. Unfortunately, it was too late for Sarah to be saved. But at least Raul tried, was tried and found guilty. Pretty fucking quick, y'all. Pretty fucking quick. Damn. Well, that's 10, y'all. We got 21 to go. Well, we got way more to go. No, we got, yeah, we got 10 more to go. Which will be part two next week. On the Mind of Manson podcast. Because if I read any more, I can't do it, guys. I'm fucking high. I'm tripping out, and this is making it worse. And this music in the background is making it worse. But you're gonna get part two of this shit next week. So, I just can't do it, guys. I can't do it. I just can't. You see, you, you, you think something's going to be a good idea for a podcast idea. And then, like, you you have an idea. 
And then when you actually go through it, see like our our <laughs> I only read like one or like one or two stories and like only halfway through and I was like, alright, these are cool enough to do. I'm gonna read these and record these. I didn't know they were gonna be that fucked up. So at least you guys have a heads up. Next week is gonna be part fucking two, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna we're gonna fucking do this. We're gonna do this next week again. Cause we got ten more to go. Ten more fucked up stories to go. Cause right now I'm in no condition to drive. But if I had to, I could. And I would. Cause I ain't no bitch. <laughs> Don't drink and drive. I don't drink, so I'm just being stupid and talking shit. You know what I mean? He knows what I mean. She knows what I mean. And that fucking dog on the TV on the commercial knows what I mean. Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? So make sure you turn in Nick... Motherfucker, make sure you tune in next week. To get part two. Of the murder stories. With me. Emiliano Manson. Yeah, man. New episodes every Monday. Every Monday. Usually you guys don't know what the podcast is going to be about. You got to wait till the next week to find out. When it pops up on Spotify or Apple or Stitcher or Google or wherever, 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 wherever. You know, it's kind of everywhere. It's kind of... Trying to get it to be a big deal. It's a big deal to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nah, but man, for reals. For real. For real. Man, my grandmama give me that chain. He gonna cry in the car. What movie's that from, fuckers? Anyway. You never know. You, you, you don't know what the podcast is gonna be about. Well, heads up, son of a bitch. It's gonna... <laughs> it's gonna be... Part two of the horrific murder stories read by me, Pedro de Pacas, aka Emilio Manson. Colorado's favorite son. I, you know what? I don't know what I gotta do. But one of these days, I'm going to run for the mayor of Alamosa. And then, uh, would it be count as impeached or get... I'm going to do something totally fucked up and illegal where I'd be forced to resign. And it would end up on, like, Fox News or Denver News or some shit. Channel 9 News. Fox 31 News or some shit. Just watch. You'll watch. I'll embezzle the fuck out of Alamosa. And give it back to my people. Gotta give it back to my people. Fuck my people. I ain't giving nothing back. They don't support a damn thing I do. Like Bob and La Bamba to hit when... When he tells Rosie that he wants to enter the drawing contest... You're gonna use, 
You, you, no, he, no, he brings home the drawing board. She's like, what the fuck? What the fuck, Bob? You could have used that money for the baby. He's like, to hell with you. You don't support any shit I do. Fucking Bob. Fucking Bob. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to quit fucking talking to you guys right now. You know what I'm saying? And yep, that's just all I'm going to say. I'm going to quit fucking talking to you guys. I don't want to fucking talk to you guys anymore. I'm just fucking sick and tired and I'm done talking to you guys. Fuck you guys. Fuck me. Fuck me. No, fuck you, Manson. Fuck you, Emilio. Fuck you, Pedro. You son of a bitch. You're lucky I don't get home through that speaker and whoop your ass while you're recording this. Hey, hey, and shout out to the government agent listening right now as I'm recording this and going to be listening to this. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to the government agent listening on, listening in right now, getting this episode as it happens live. Tell your mama to send me a plate. It has to be keto friendly. Cause I'm, I'm back on my diet. Had a long fast, about a 20 hour fast, and that's no bullshit, about a 20 hour fucking fast. And we back on it. We back on the grind. It's not a grind, it's fucking a lifestyle. It's, and I enjoy the fuck out of it. You know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, he, she knows what I'm saying. He knows what I'm saying. Do you know what I'm saying? All I'm saying is I'm seriously going to quit fucking talking to you guys.